0: Evening, everybody. <laughs> hello. We should introduce ourselves. So uh, today we have Sharon,
1: hello,
0: and Lucy, and Annie, and me. And we're all going to talk about the menopause. Why don't we start with what the menopause is? Right pain. It is <laughs> right pain. A life sentence. How about that. A, A life sentence <laughs> helping with <is> bit. <laughs> not helping anybody. Life sentence from the age Hot of it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, you are actually born with a set number of eggs. And when you've used them all up and ovulated them all, that is the menopause. And the average age in the UK is about 51. And then about one in 100 women go through the menopause before the age of 40. So that that's a sort of early menopause that you hear of. I thought we'd start with talking about the symptoms you've had.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the long list. Go for it, Sharon. What what's your are you you having fun? (laughs) (laughs) There are times when I haven't had fun I mean it was the usual suspects I guess that everybody was talking about so when my friends were talking I was picking up on hot flushes and all of those things but really I guess for me in the last two years anxiety weirdly has been the worst thing because the other things can sort of disappear um, but just being generally anxious for no reason at all yeah. is quite debilitating. Yeah. That's something you That's said, Lucy. Yes, I said yeah. that to you. Anxiety
3: and just feeling very up and down, sort of mm. mood swings, which I've never had before. Is that something mm. you've had, Annie? Yeah. only Probably only in the last
4: year, though, despite the fact I started getting what I was told were perimenopausal signs mm. years and years and years ago, but the irrational feeling really happy and then half an hour later feeling really gross has probably been only been the last year.
0: Mm. And in fact, the perimenopause is this kind of period that lasts, uh, well, it few, well, five years, but longer maybe before the menopause happens. It's when the oestrogen levels are beginning to drop and we start to get all the symptoms I didn't know there was such
3: a thing until I was told I might be it, (laughs)
0: perimenopausal.
3: You are a (laughs) (laughs) perimenopausal.
0: Thank you. Um, Yeah, I know, I know, it takes you by surprise, because, well, I don't know about you, but I wasn't expecting the menopause for ages yet.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was, because my mother went through it hideously Uh, for um, 15 years or something. Oh, Oh, Yes, it was horrible. I just remember fans all over the house.
0: Because you couldn't sleep at night without the fans. I mean, those flushes are really. Do you have a lot of flushes? I I get flushes. Do you get flushes? I don't get daytime
4: flushes. I get um, nighttime sweats. Really attractive. Yes. To the point that, I mean, the duvet is soaked. I mean, properly Mm. yucky sweat. Waking up because the sweat is rolling off me sweats. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's what started. Years ago, this whole Gosh. perimenopausal yeah. thing, which was really dull.
2: Yeah, do, you, do you have... Is it the same for me, really? Uh, not... Some, I mean, sometimes I would get that flush during the day, but not not very often. Um, and more brought on by anxiety, I think. Yeah. Um, and, but the nighttime ones, like Annie said, you know, proper drenching. And, and also, you have to cover yourself to go to sleep, so you want to get snugly and warm. And then, literally, at two o'clock in the morning,
1: you're, <laughs> you're, on, <Yes>. fire. <laughs> you're on fire. on <laughs> fire.
3: You never get it right. No. I, I've had the um, hot flushes for years, and it's worse in central heating. So if you go from outside into somebody's centrally heated house, it can... I think maybe it's a sudden change of temperature.
0: I, I definitely have had hot flushes and you, I, you think, do I look like a beetroot? Yes. Because I feel like a beetroot. Yes. I think you don't look as bad as you feel, do you? Oh, you feel know. like you've got a full on temperature. Yes. <laughs> it's mm. absolutely boiling, isn't it? So I think flushes and anxiety, we've talked about. Um, it, the perimenopause, is, the diagnosis of that is based on that kind of symptom in combination with irregular periods. So, um, you know, that that can happen a long time in your 40s, basically, can't it? Before the menopause Mm. starts. So we've talked about anxiety and flushing. The other common things are low mood, which we've touched on, I think. Um, Some people get really bad joint and muscle pains. Have you had any problems with those?
2: I used to, but now I don't. I've sort of um, slowly eradicating things, so by doing more exercise... Mm. I get less achy. It was the achy joints
4: that sent me to a doctor because I was 42, so clearly far too young to be <laughs> very <laughs> <menopausal>. <laughs> And also I have a coil and have no periods and haven't for years. So, so I did not when you're... Yes, mm-hmm. I didn't have the whole experience of, oh, they're becoming irregular or they're changing. So yep. I just rocked up at my GP and yep. went, mayday, <laughs> something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Night sweats and achy joints yeah. and then was really slightly horrified <laughs> to hear the word menopause included in yeah,
0: the discussion as to what was happening mm-hmm. do, do you have joint pains? Yes, it? I'm yeah. glad
3: you said that actually because I didn't realise that was a thing, so yeah. sometimes when I'm getting out of a chair I look like an old woman
0: Yes, I do as well <laughs> I don't want to um, and um, and then the other areas that are affected by the menopause, big areas are I mean this isn't a big area but it's it's a big topic of conversation (laughs) what are you going to say a genital area (laughs) because because people get vaginal dryness and problems with sex and that's another really common thing people come in with and actually um to the point that it can be painful to walk even because it's all very dry and sore down there and you know, that is actually easily treated with vaginal oestrogen, which we'll go on to. Mm. And um, I really uh, would recommend that if you're having any problems down below that you go and see your GP, because the ri- the risks associated with vaginal oestrogen on its own are almost zero, any of the HRT risks. Um, we, we, we just don't have a problem with vaginal oestrogen. It doesn't seem to cause long-term problems. But I'll talk about that a bit more. Um, so any other things that you've noticed about the menopause symptom wise that we need to mention
2: weight gain is mm. a massive one mm. and suddenly it, it, it wasn't there and then it was mm. in know. places that you didn't expect it
1: mm.
2: and really hard to get rid of it mm. so it's quite stubborn um, so yeah that I mean for, for me that that's been enormous I've really had to change lifestyle mm to uh to maintain a, a much a much healthier lifestyle longer the day you know gone are the days where you could uh, have a couple of biscuits and it not really show it, it, it you need to be quite ruthless with yourself really did you,
0: did you see that research out showing that for years we've thought your metabolic rate dr- drops around the menopause and they've just had a look and shown that it maybe it doesn't and that just that we're more sedentary possibly yeah oh, really yeah interesting um but it, whatever the reason, I am in the same boat there, and mm. it's very—it seems to be very easy to put weight on and very difficult to lose it. Um, and we just have to keep working at it, don't we? But, yeah. And it's very
2: frustrating. <laughs> um, anything else? So I've got. Um, so you talked about aches and pains, but I got really um, bad prickly feet and prickly hands, and quite itchy skin. And I wasn't dry and flaky. Mm. I just got pins and needles often. Mm. And it wasn't even when I, you know, sat on my arm for half an hour. It, yeah. it just, they just came on. And I have to keep on moving to get circulation. But, but, I, but um, and I didn't know why that happened. And it wasn't until recently that I read a piece of research that said, actually, you know, this is one of the problems and pins and needles can be, a, you know, a common.
0: I mean, I think with fluid in retention mentors. and weight gain, you can actually start compressing some of the nerves. You can okay. get things like carpal tunnel, uh, which is where you trap a little nerve in the in the wrist um, and that. But I have to say, I, I, I haven't got carpal tunnel, I don't think, but I've been waking up recently with pins and needles, actually, particularly at night time. Yeah, me
3: too. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Mm.
0: We is there know an end in fog? sight,
3: Nicky? Oh, well, we will just <laughs> be we dead by the back. time <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 has, better than actually, two. actually <laughs> one
0: more thing that Sharon has on her list of symptoms that I think we should <laughs> mention is brain fog.
3: Oh, that yeah, well.
0: Of, I know, but again, that sort of sort of difficulty sort of thinking very clearly, isn't it? So you, you, I have moments of that where I realise I've just spouted a whole load of absolute cobblers.
2: And answered a question uh, that hadn't even been asked. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, memory, I don't... I'm yes. not sure
4: I would describe what I get as brain fog, but I cannot remember anything. Now, maybe mm. that's just age. Maybe that has nothing to do with memory. I can't remember what I had for breakfast. Yeah. I can't remember what I did
2: yesterday. Yep. We, I mean, you've just got to hope that that comes back,
1: haven't you?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, is there an end, Lucy?
0: Is there? Uh, Shall I come on? Yes, I think... I think a lot of these symptoms, particularly the flushing, can go... I mean, it really varies in different women. Um, Some women, it will not really be a massive problem for very long. Um, And in other women, we still... You don't want to hear this, but we're still treating them with HRT into their 70s. Oh, my God. (laughs) But, you know, we we do (laughs) discuss that because of risks. Um, But um, most women, I would think, sort of are finished with their HRT in their 60s, mostly. And, um, you know, if you started it in your 50s, then that's sort of 10 years.
4: If so he's start looking at us for happy face reactions. Yeah. <laughs> <and> <laughs> if you started
2: it in your life. Well, I don't think I'd mind taking HRT just as long as I didn't have any of the other problems, if they went away. Mm-hmm. But is there a benefit to taking HRT for longer for your bone density and things like yes, that? Yes, there is. So let's talk about HRT, which is a big subject. Um,
0: first of all... As a GP, when you talk to somebody going through the menopause, um, the first thing you probably talk about with HRT is the risks of HRT. Mm. So I have this little chart here. You can't see any, I'm afraid, because you're too far away.
4: don't <laughs> look <laughs> at any of our listeners. So.
0: That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> you're
1: going to <laughs> it stellar point. I, I was
0: intending <laughs> to read it out. <laughs> So um, in a thousand women aged 50 to 59, there will be 23 cases of breast cancer in that population who are not taking HRT. So there are 23 background cases of breast cancer because breast cancer is common. But on HRT, on combined HRT, which we'll talk about in a minute, there's an additional four cases in, per thousand. But if you take oestrogen-only HRT, there are four fewer cases. So there's actually fewer cases and we'll talk about who can take oestrogen-only HRT. If you take combined um, hormonal contraceptive pill, the pill, uh, there will be an additional four cases of breast cancer so the risk is the same as taking the pill. If you drink two or more units per day there's an additional five cases of breast cancer and if you're a smoker there's an additional three cases. And if you're overweight or obese, an additional 24 cases. So that's by high, by far the highest risk mm-hmm. factor. Um, if you take two and a half hours of moderate exercise a day, there's seven fewer cases. So that's the latest guidance. So you can see there is an increased risk of breast cancer, but it's a small increased risk, and that's between ages of 50 to 59. However, if you go on taking HRT into your 70s, the risk is cumulative, so the longer you take the HRT for, the higher your risk. It's still relatively small, but it does get more significant as time goes on. So, I, as a GP personally, if I would, um, if somebody came to me in their 70s and asked for HRT, and when I have got a couple of patients in their 70s, I would just get confirmation with a specialist uh, gynaecologist, you know, that they'd had the chat about the risk of breast cancer. Although, you know, overall the extra added risk of the HRT is relatively low. But that's for the woman to decide, really, and be counselled about. So who can take oestrogen-only HRT? And the answer to that is if you've had your womb removed. So if you've had a hysterectomy, you can have oestrogen-only HRT. Oestrogen-only is no myrina coil, no progesterone, no nothing, just oestrogen. And that gets rid of pretty much well, most of the menopausal symptoms that we're having seem to be low oestrogen levels. But if you have a womb and you just give a person oestrogen on, on its own, you get endometrial cancer, a cancer of the lining of the womb. Now there's no risk of cancer of the lining of the womb if you take your oestrogen with progesterone. So there's no ed- increased risk of that, but you can't take oestrogen on its own if you've got a womb basically. So if you've got a womb and you want HRT, which is the case in most people, how we give the oestrogen is the next thing that GPs look at. So you can either take a pill, you can use a patch, you can use gel, or there is now a spray. And what we've discovered is that the transdermal routes—that that is putting it on your skin, have not got the risks of deep vein thrombosis, thromboembolism, so clots, Um, And they don't have as high risk, basically, as taking it orally. And that's something to do with the way the oestrogen is metabolised by the liver. So nowadays, we tend to offer women transdermal oestrogen first. That's our first line. Your patch. Either your patch, or I use personally gel, um, or as I say, there is a spray. Mm. Um, But if you are on a tablet, don't panic, because the chances of having a clot are still very small. They're just even lower with the transdermal approach. So you don't have to panic if you're on a pill, um, but uh, it's just, you know, looking at risks. The transdermal route is slightly lower risk.
4: But why would anybody be on a pill then?
0: Well, lots of people are on pills historically, really, I think. Um, And, you know, it can put your blood pressure up a little bit. So we try and review HRT prescriptions as we try and review everybody on repeat prescriptions. And I think gradually as they come through the system... We are saying to them, do you want to transfer over to a patch or a gel? Some people, you know, the patch sticks on their other half or it gives them a rash. They don't <laughs> like the patch. <laughs> and they've given their husband a zap of estrogen. Probably <laughs> <laughs> no bad thing. But, uh, and you know the gel. I don't know if anyone else uses the gel. I do. But you basically I mean, I have to f- sit with your trousers down for five minutes <laughs> in a very attractive sounds. pose so while the gel dries.
3: See, dry, I, I'm right? not on any of this because I was okay. told about the increased risk. I was told I couldn't because of all the cancer in my family but then I was referred and it was thought that it was fine so I think Hooray, more,
0: um, I'm going to do it. more and more often now we are, we are coming to that conclusion that even if you have a, fa- a risk of breast cancer
2: yes I put mine on at night though so just before I go to sleep oh good idea and I put it on my leg on the, yeah. head, you know and then I just leave my leg out to dry and then <laughs> when it gets when it's cold and it's dried off I pull myself in Take myself off and then yeah, maybe we should proper. do that. honey.
3: Mm-hmm. I just don't know
2: if
0: I'd remember. Do
3: you stand and take your trousers off and rub it in? I get I'll, up in the
0: morning, have a shower, and then put the gel on. Um, yeah, and then every day. Yeah. Oh. Vaginal oestrogen. I touched on. If if the problems that you're having are vaginal and you're having painful sex, difficulty walking, dryness down there then vaginal oestrogen is the answer. And again, very, very low risks of that treatment, if any. Uh, we, we basically often prescribe long-term vaginal oestrogen. The only thing um, we would worry about ever is if you had um, post-menopausal bleeding. Postmenopausal bleeding, so if you have a period mm-hmm. after your menopause, um, there is a chance that that is endometrial cancer. I've probably seen three or four in my entire 20-year career and it's usually vaginal bleeding in the elderly that we have a worry with you know Mm. clearly that's abnormal um you've got a slightly increased risk of it if you're overweight um but um bleeding around sort of postmenopausal bleeding on because you've taken hrt is actually quite common in the first few months but they NICE, which is the National Institute for Clinical Excellence, they do suggest that if you have postmenopausal bleeding more than three months after starting HRT that you should go to your GP and have that investigated and just at least checked. What we usually do if that okay. happens is take you off the HRT for a bit, allow it to settle and then do an ultrasound scan and just check that the womb's okay. Mm-hmm. So that's usually the...
2: May I ask a question? Do yes, you know, If you do. have a coil and you don't have any periods, but you have sort of, you know... One of those random moments where you might get a little bit of bleeding would you you would you say do the same go to your doctor
0: It's difficult that one isn't it because you yeah, don't know when hard. you would uh, having a Myrena in that stops all your periods is is hard because you can't judge when you're menopausal either so, so you go to your doctor if you're if you've got any doubts about vaginal bleeding that's abnormal so if you're and that applies to all age groups to be honest, so bleeding after sex, bleeding in the middle of periods. And postmenopausal bleeding should be looked at. Okay, Lucy, you you mentioned a family history of breast cancer. I think if you came to a GP wanting HRT with a family history of breast cancer, we would refer you for specialist advice. Yeah, because it really depends on all sorts of factors. Whether, you know, yeah. I, I can't even go through. I mean, they would look at whether the breast cancer was hormonally dependent. If it's a family history it might not apply to you yeah and there's all sorts of age
3: criteria for the people who've had it but it wasn't only breast cancer it was just a lot of different
0: cancer if you yourself have breast cancer then they they look at the type of cancer you have whether it's hormone dependent and then make a decision on whether hrt is is uh, possible or not
4: and i mentioned i've got a marina coil but it's out of date if that's the expression you use yeah so I am on both progesterone and oestrogen yes um, which is normal
0: yes so if your my runs out that means that the progesterone that's releasing from it isn't releasing anymore yeah. and you need that protection yeah. so you need to take it as a capsule yeah. the my coil will just sit as a coil so it, it, it's not going to do you any harm to, yeah. s- to sit there but um, whether you want to have that in for the next forty years is up to you. But no, so I don't. You but probably hope get hope that removed at yeah. the like
4: moment. Yeah, so, um, absolutely. So, how so if you a help?
2: <laughs> so a myrena coil, they probably say someone, realistically yeah. it, um, the progesterone lasts. I think it was five, five years. Five oh. years, mm. and so you really need to make that date to get it changed. Yes. and if you see changes in as it's waning off, because it does wear off. Wear bit. off, mm. doesn't it? Then, if in doubt, take the extra
0: progesterone as a capsule. It's just one a day.
2: Oh, OK. And you can just go to your GP and say, OK, I'm at that I think point. my marina's beginning to wear off, yeah. I need. You wouldn't suggest just getting a brand new marina.
0: You, you can get a brand new marina if you, you know, then you have to have the discussion as to whether you still need that for contraception, whether that's the be- best option for you, you know, what you want to do next, really. Um, I I just want to talk a little bit more about um, HRT and risk factors. So some of this I have said, but I just want to make sure I've covered it all. So we've talked about the clot risk is increased with oral HRT and not if you put it through the skin. It's the same with cardiovascular disease. So HRT does not increase cardiovascular disease when started in women aged under 60. Um, So that's pretty much everybody that has HRT. Um, And... So coronary heart disease shouldn't be something that people worry about. But oral oestrogen is associated with a small increased risk of stroke. But again, the um, overall risk of stroke in that population is very low. So when we say there's a small increased risk, the background rate is extremely small. So this is very tiny, the numbers. There's no increased risk of developing type 2 diabetes. As we've said, we've done breast cancer, really, but HRT with oestrogen alone is associated with little or no change in the risk of breast cancer. Um, But combined HRT has got this small increased risk that we've discussed. Um, Osteoporosis, the risk of a fragility fracture is decreased while taking HRT, and this benefit is maintained during the treatment, but decreases once you stop your HRT.
4: So my family Mm. is prone to osteoporosis, if if it's hereditary. So my grandmother, my mother. Yes. So by taking HRT, am I reducing my risk overall, long term, of developing osteoporosis? You're buying time. I'm
0: buying time, okay. So say you're on HRT for 10 years, your osteoporotic increased risk starts at the end of that 10 years. Okay. Yeah. And just a quick aside, um, there are other available treatments for osteoporosis There's something called bisphosphonate which you take once a week and um, this acts on the bone cells to rebuild bone and you can take this alongside calcium and vitamin D tablets which are like food for the bones and um, so you don't need to take HRT uh, to prevent osteoporosis although it does do that. There are alternative options available in the form of bisphosphonates and vitamin D and calcium. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Hey, there we are. <laughs> there's a good one. <laughs> <Analyze>. <laughs> there's a sort of controversy around dementia and whether HRT uh, prevents dementia. I think there's a sort of feeling that it might, but there's not enough direct evidence to support that. Um, and again, limited evidence that HRT pr- improves your muscle mass and strength. But, you know, we're all trying to keep that up anyway, aren't mm. we? Exercise... I think the only other really important thing to mention is if you have an early menopause and that can either be genetic and you're very unlucky, um, or sometimes surgical, so sometimes people have to have a hysterectomy and they have the ovaries out for, you know, an ovarian problem or there's other reasons why that might be the case. And if that's the case, I think there's strong evidence that you should take HRT if you can, because Going into a menopause, sort of the earlier you go into one, the more likely you are to come across problems with things like bone density and all the risks of not taking, having oestrogen. So we would strongly recommend that you do start oestrogen in that case. Obviously, if you've had your hysterectomy, um, then you can have oestrogen-only HRT, which, as we know, doesn't even confer the risks of the combined HRT anyway. So there's no reason not to take oestrogen in those ladies'
2: No, I'd imagine the tra- trauma of going through a menopause after you've had a hysterectomy is enough to mm. drive you to the doctor to beg for it. I'm sure. Mm. Gosh. And does it mm. tend
4: to go in families? Does it tend? To, does, does your experience uh, oh I've play been, out with your children, or um, can you expect to feel the same thing as your mum or your granny?
0: Yeah, the only thing I know about that is that I think the age at which you start your menopause may be may run in families a bit. Um, as far as how you sort of suffer from it, I'm not sure there's enough written evidence about that. I don't know about you, but my mum, she doesn't really talk about her menopause. No, I mean she and she really, I think she really suffered with all sorts of problems. She had very heavy periods leading up to it, like the things that I kind of grasped, but she wouldn't have discussed those with me yeah. very openly.
4: My mum's the opposite. She She tells me every five minutes that I just woke up one day when I was 56 and it was all over. (laughs) And I didn't experience anything. And she says it with a slight look of and I'm not sure what all the fuss is about. Sorry mum. Um, But she was really lucky. Maybe partly because it wasn't discussed. Like you say I mean
3: because people didn't speak about it very much apart from possibly the hot flushes there could be all sorts of um symptoms that she had but she didn't yeah, know it was the menopause
2: yeah. maybe true. Yeah. i mean it's good that more people are talking certainly in the last few years more people have started talking about it and there's more help that you can get out there there's more conversations online and instagram and things like that also you don't have to put up with this you know no. i think
0: for a long time we've had this sort of impression that you know it's a cross that we've got to bear but I don't think that is the true is true anymore. I think you know there is a treatment, so why don't we go and get it? <laughs> you
4: know, That's certainly how my husband feels. <laughs> <laughs> HRD has dramatically increased his chances of living to his next birthday.
3: So the best bit, yes. and we haven't discussed that with either of you. which is that? that you
2: get to choose the music at the oh, end of the podcast. oh, I had thought about this. I, I think we need to do Dolly. We do. <laughs> <laughs> A little, a little tribute to you, but also, you know, for all those women out there that are working nine to five and literally sweating to death. Yes, that's
0: such <laughs> that's a, good a good idea,
1: idea.
2: Donnie Parton. Excellent. Well done, Thank I <laughs>
1: stumbled to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition, and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping out on the streets, the traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from nine to five. What? Working 9 to 5